Hello, I'm Reese Wallace. And I'm Luke Clancy. And this is the Cedar Log. Once again, we're still in our Delmont series, and we're kind of covering the 30s to the 50s. So in 1930, the camp got its first showers and electric refrigerator. And when the Great Depression hit, Delmont had 54 buildings and 200 acres as the reservation. Around 1935, John Woodbridge Patton, a Delmont staff member, sold his land to the council. And this expanded Delmont to past the Unami Creek to a part in the southeast. And this added a topsail cabin to the reservation. Kind of like, I think I've heard people refer to it as the east side of Delmont. It's now like the other side of Lake Long. So we don't really use it, but we own it. And in 1938, Delray Montgomery County's council, the owner of Delmont, was renamed to Valley Forge Council. And Valley Forge Council would merge with Philly Council in 96 to form Cradle of Liberty. For pre-World War II, post-Great Depression, uh, World War II actually brought more hardships to scouting, uh, with elderly men and mothers serving as de facto scout leaders, while many of the young men went off to fight. Camp faced wartime rationing, and scouts had to bring their war ration books to help make ends meet. With gas rationing uh, going towards the war efforts, scouts once again had to walk to camp from the train station, and buses were also scheduled to bring the scouts to camp, but weren't as used were in use as walking to camp again. Camp nurse named Mrs. Donner joined the camp staff as doctors were needed for the war effort. Her husband, Roy Donner, was the camp director. In 1943, uh, the Valley Forge Council saw the beginning of a capital campaign to revamp Delmont. This led to the construction of the Cedar Dining Hall, waterfront improvements, and the purchase of even more acres. Fun fact, the kitchen equipment from the dining hall came from a dismantled aircraft carrier named the Ranger. The old dining hall on the other side of the Unami was used for handicraft till it was torn down in 1956. Yeah, and 1947 also uh, saw the construction of Lake Long, which is once again the lake uh, we know at Delmont today. And on September 18, 1949, Schweiker Lodge was dedicated to Malcolm A. Schweiker Jr., who was killed at Okinawa. In 1950, saw the construction of Grand Day Cabin, named after uh, Greneville Day, the district executive of William Penn District. And 1953 kept like more and more uh, additions, and the Ranger House Gate Lodge and the stone entranceway to camp were built by Delmont Lodge. This year also saw the removal of the Bridge of Smiles since it was replaced by a steel bridge. The steel bridge was later removed in the late 60s. 1954 is a key year for Delmont and also Hart because a joint capital campaign was conducted by Valley Forge Council and Philadelphia Council. And the two uh, pools were built at Cedar Camp and Pioneer Camp. And Cedar Camp had uh, held the rows of the cabins and the pool uh, construction caused them to be torn down, unfortunately. 
And that same year also saw the construction of the dining hall at Pioneer Camp, which is just a uh, huge pavilion with no kitchen. Meals were cooked at Cedar Dining Hall and then brought over. And new trading posts were added to both camps. 1957 marked the construction of four winterized cabins, uh, the health lodge and the maintenance building as well. And fun fact, Luke. So did you know that while scanning some photo slides from the council archives, I actually found photos of the construction of Delmont from like the late 50s. Really? Wow. And I don't think people have seen them because if Michael G. Comfort, our advisor, hasn't seen them and he's like the Delmont expert extraordinaire, then I think it's significant. So remember... Check your attics, your basement, your closets. Go ask the old guys in your troop about stuff. Find those photos, find those photo slides, find those documents for us. Pretty please, we love you. All right, back to the podcast. 1959 brought the construction of the Catholic and Protestant chapels, eight activity shelters, two rifle ranges, Oak Lodge, new docks, parking lots, and what is now known as the McLean Training Area. This all cost $500,000, and both Cedar and uh, Pioneer Camp could hold 250 campers a week. Uh, 1958 saw the first handicapped scout unit attend summer camp as Delmont as well, which is wonderful, as always, to see that Delmont, throughout the years, from African-American scouts to you know Catholic scouts, the Jewish scouts, and now disabled scouts, had its doors open to all scouts, which is, to me, is a very, very nice thing to see. It is. It is. I just want to thank everybody for tuning into this week's episode of the Cedar Log. If there is anything you'd like to add or anything you'd like to share, please email us at history at yamalodge.org. Contact us on social media or just all around. Just try to find out you know, what else we're on. We're not on much, but try to find us. We want more history. We want, you want to bring exciting content to you guys. We just want to share history of our camps and scouting in general. So please, as Reese said, look in that chest you have sitting in your basement. Look at your grandfather's memorabilia from when he was a kid. There might be something really cool in there that we all want to see and learn about. So please, please, give it to us. <laughs> we promise we'll give it back. Anyway, have a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Hey, hey, hey.